0: Hello. I am a robot. You are listening to Scorpio, a 200% podcast.
1: Hello, games fans, and welcome to Scorchio, the podcast where we review old football video games. We got the idea from the athletic. <laughs>
2: We're going all the way back to 1992 this evening and striker go I- exactly that and striker was the first game released by a company called rage software rage um, who are an interesting kind of story in themselves actually in their own in their own way
1: okay we'll be the judge of that
2: yeah and this is a game that I first played on the Commodore Amiga which was the original version.
1: Well, as, as, as I can see, uh, it, it came out for a number of different machines. The Amiga, the Atari ST, Mega Drive and SNES, as well as 8-bit consoles. Mm. So, you know, it was a big deal. Well,
2: it was a very big deal. Um, and I want to read you a review of Striker from a website called SegaRetro.org. And this is okay. what they have to say about the game, and it is one of the most notable things about the game. Striker is a Sega Mega Drive and Sega Game Gear football game. It was only released in Europe. Confusingly, it is the fourth game by Rage Software to use the Striker moniker. The original Striker was released for the Amiga in 1992, later ported to the Amiga CD32 in 1994, and formed the basis for all striker games to come. A second striker was released for the Super Nintendo in 1993, being known as World Soccer 94 Road to Glory in North America, World Soccer in Japan, and Eric Cantona Football Challenge in France, which was followed by World Cup Striker, released as Elite Soccer in North America, the next year this fourth striker was made exclusive to Sega Systems as a spiritual sequel to Ultimate Soccer
1: and Ultimate Soccer Ultimate Soccer was essentially a a port of the SNES version yeah of the of of the striker game or the the SNES's striker
2: I'm not sure that I've ever heard of a game that has gone under so many different other names
1: it's like art, isn't it? It's, it, it's the, like the way that there are, I think, it's four existing versions of The Scream by Munch. Mm, it's, it's You know, they've, they've worked on it, they've released it in different forms, they're perfecting it.
2: It's mind-blowing, is what it is. And um, Striker, depending on which way you, you look at it, um, sold more than a million copies uh it yeah. was a very very big game and so for a, one performer yeah, so for a company to release that as their first game kind of sets them off to a flying start as a software company but uh we'll come back to um we'll come back to them a little bit later on in the podcast we should probably talk about the game to some extent
1: i'm sure i've played another of rages games entries to their canon in the past, but I can't quite put my finger on where Yeah, we will. a very distinctive logo. Yeah, we will come back to them. Well, that will no doubt be a great relief to me. Yes, yeah, Striker, we've been playing the Mega Drive version. We have, yes. Now, that is, in fact, one of the later versions of all of the versions. 1995, this came out. Yes,
2: same time on the PC, I think.
1: But that was, you know, that's that's fine. Otherwise known as Sega Sports Striker. Yeah,
2: I mean the th- the thing is that the bar had been raised by this point, and that's the problem yeah. that I've that I've had with all of these Mega Drive football games is that by 1993 I had sensible soccer on the Amiga. Yeah.
1: It's. I mean, you, you, when you're doing any sort of retrospective mm. reviewing, you, you know, it's always important to remember that the, to immerse oneself in the games that were around contemporaneously. Yeah,
2: and that's that's how high the bar
1: is. Sir. By '95, you've got sensible soccer, and of course, you've also got FIFA International Soccer. I'm not sure whether or not FIFA '95 would have come out. By the time this game did, I think it probably had because it came out in December 94. Yeah,
2: I would have thought so.
1: So you've got two FIFA games and a panoply of sensible soccer games, including one on the Mega Drive. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, that's how high the bar is. Pretty high. Striker, for me, came nowhere near that bar. But it is one of the more enjoyable games that I've played in this increasingly wretched series.
1: I really liked it. Actually. In fact, I'm gonna go as far as to say I think this might be the best football game I've ever played on the Mega Drive.
2: You're a freak.
1: How? How about that?
2: Okay, justify it.
1: Yeah, let's let's look at let's look at the evidence. For a start, it is enormous. Mm-hmm. Compared with its contemporary rivals in fact it stands up reasonably well against some of its modern rivals in terms of numbers of teams on the Mm -hmm. game Uh, there are 12 different sort of league sections or 11 national leagues and then international okay each of the 11 leagues has got 20 teams Mm -hmm. and in the international section there are a shattering one hundred and two playable teams. Blimey, that is a lot. Which took me quite by surprise that they just kept coming. Mm. And actually, because this game is from the mid nineteen nineties, mm. there are, despite the fact that there's one hundred and two teams, there are some notable omissions. The uh, Baltic states aren't in there. The Balkan states aren't in mm-hmm. there. They're obviously rather fluid. At that time. Not that it bothered them from putting places like Sudan and Somalia in. But, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) horses for courses and so forth. Incredible range of teams. And each one is editable to a very, very fine extent. I mean, you can change the kit colours. You can change kit design. Mm -hmm. You can change the colours of your players. You can change your goalkeeper's jersey. Mm -hmm. You can change... The players' names, so you've got the real players' names, so, or you can just yeah. So you like what you want.
2: So you liked that aspect of it, didn't you? It
1: is an aspect. If I if I were to put in the ten thousand hours on this game that it takes to become expert at anything, I reckon six thousand of those hours would have been spent in the <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's and the thing. I would have loved every one yeah. of those hours. Probably more than I like the other four thousand hours, which would have just been disappointing yeah. and shattered dreams. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and that's 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 what I think the fundamental weakness in your argument probably is.
1: But it would take it would take a lot of editing because as I say, there are eleven national leagues with twenty teams each. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that? Two hundred and twenty different Teams, yeah, and all of them have got bowler names. Right. Yeah. All of them. That's not a single one has escaped. Oh
2: my god, that's just the most horrendous job I could think of. I would do it. Change it. it. I... I know you. I, would. I might still do it. I know you would.
1: But there, therein lies the question: How do you feel about these uh, unlicensed? Names? I just went because... straight
2: in and did it. I don't. I really don't care that much, to be honest.
1: The thing is. They have their own charm, actually. Mm. I would be more inclined to edit a team's kit if they were playing in the wrong colours. Mm -hmm. And I mean the wrong colours. Mm -hmm. Not, oh, we could uh, put a shadow stripe in this kit. I'm talking about they don't play in green sort of colours. Yeah, And aside from the English League, there are actually quite... um, Quite few uh, teams that you wouldn't be having to dabble and fettle. So you know, research only goes so far. But I have to say, in terms of the the thoroughness of it, I mean, each of these teams, for example, let's look at the German teams: Bochum, Brushier Mug, sixteen eighty Munich. Mm-hmm. These are obvious placeholders for teams and you go i'll change the name of that team but then you know the the kits are all over the place it's you would just be scratching the surface Mm. but someone's someone has has at least put the work in i mean you've got approximations of the the players that a lot of these teams had at the time Mm. Uh, and that you know that takes a lot of time i mean it would have taken them a lot of time when they were typing it in on a keyboard. So just imagine how long it would take to tap it all out using your joypad and the in-game editing software.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Although they might well have had just like a kind of text document that they pasted in somewhere that was typed on something more convenient. You would expect that to have been the original coding just to make it as easy as possible.
1: There There is a certain charm, though. I, th- I think to the to the unlicensed aspects of it. I mean, 1995 was the fulfilment of a 14-year dream, Aussie's dream, because this is the game that finally allows you to play in the cup for Tottingham. Yeah, I did actually, and if if, if nothing else, you've you've done it. You have lived Aussie's dream. Well, this is what that whole song was about. I
2: don't know because the thing is that the game was. The game was made like you know, ten years after all of that, isn't it? Well, Eleven years well, after. So,
1: are you are you saying they deliberately did all it? I, to, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, well, I, I mean, the thing is,
2: that, I mean, I'm sure you have a very lengthy list of team names.
1: I've got the names of every single team, but the thing is, I think that they, they fit into several different groups. I think. There are clever cryptic changes, there's letter shifts, there's inside jokes, there's I think probably in some cases beef. Beef being ground. Um how else would Stranra end up as Strangler, for instance? But I think my favourite my favourite subset of, of the teams are the teams that I think have been put through the That mm-hmm. Now the David Pleatonator is a, a computer program whereby if you feed in the names of players and, and teams, they will come back with a list of how David Pleat or Don Howe might have pronounced those hmm. exotic names. So basically, they're, during an um, ITV
2: they're, they're malapropisms.
1: Well, essentially, I mean, most, most of the French teams I've noted down as being straight out of the David Pleat commentary playbook canes lily montpillar Strasbourg. i can hear david pleat saying any okay of those. yeah no i i, I mean Dinos. i'm i'm just uh... belgians mole on cheek definite david pleat patrick thistle that's another what one What
2: i noticed about the uh about the names is that i just didn't give a fuck i don't look at them I'm not interested it doesn't matter um it's no, nice you do to get know past that somebody's made the effort I guess. Yeah yeah um, you get
1: past them reasonably quickly. I think the kit thing worries me more than the names because make the effort.
2: The other thing is I hate to be a you know pisser on your party but sensible had this yeah. as well. And that was the time we yes. went well. Wow. So this was just that is true. this is yeah. this is copying what they what they But done. I think
1: that, that is That is the nub of what makes this game particularly stand out, is that it is a game that I think has been made by people who understand football, the game. Mm. And I think it's also a game that has been made by people who have played a lot of football video games. Yes. Now, you know, famously, Dino Dini didn't much care for football. Yeah. Um. This sort of thing is festooned throughout the football video game market. I mean, the team that made the first FIFA games were in Canada. Yeah. And... I'm not, you know, I don't, don't wish to cast aspersions on whether or not they they love football or like football or like money. Let's
2: let's but, let's But have a... they
1: they had the Scotland team playing in red. Now, okay, well, let's you know... park that for a moment.
2: Let's park that for a moment and um, have a quick look at Rage Software's early games development. Okay. Uh, so in 1992, they released Striker. In 1993, they released two games. Ultimate Soccer and World Soccer '94 Road to Glory. So basically, both strike.
1: So far, they've released the one game, mm. in my view. Yeah, in
2: 1994, they released Elite Soccer for the Game Boy, Striker again. Okay. Yeah. Striker Pro for the CDI and World Cup Striker for the SNES. In 1995, they released Power Drive Striker? Rally.
1: Oh, hang on, wait a minute. Revolution. That's the one that I yeah. played.
2: <laughs> Revolution X. And okay. two versions of striker.
1: <laughs> well, they had to be in there, didn't they? Um, and in
2: 1997, they did FIFA. Uh, FIFA 97 what? for the SNES. Oh, And they did striker 96.
1: I'd be interested to see their FIFA 97, because FIFA 97 on the PlayStation mm. was an absolute abomination. Yeah. Easily the clunkiest, worst FIFA yeah. game you can maybe I may be able to, to,
2: maybe able to dig it out. But the thing is that they carried on buying uh, or producing games, including football games. The last version of Striker that I can see is UEFA Striker, which came out on the PlayStation and the Dreamcast in 1999.
1: So, you know, football very much their meat. Yeah,
2: but for, but they did do other games. They did a rugby game, Jonah Lomu Rugby. Um,
1: ah, that's another one of their games that I've played. And I'll tell you this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fantastic game. Okay. Great game. Really good game.
2: Okay, I have not seen. I'm impressed. It. I have not seen it. Well,
1: wow. yeah.
2: um, they also did Microsoft International Football 2000 for the PC in 1999. So, they did do other games, other types of games. Don't get me wrong, but football.
1: I think they should have just stuck with Striker and just fettled it every year. They would have been the the proto EA.
2: They went bankrupt in 2003. Oh.
1: That's going to be a problem.
2: Uh, and it is believed that a large amount of their bankruptcy came as a result of them spending quite a lot of money on David Beckham rights for football. Uh. And, I hope uh, that
1: they weren't planning on making a game called David Beckham Striker because even before you've played that it's fundamentally flawed No,
2: they bought out a game in 2001 called David Beckham's Soccer that came out on the PlayStation, PlayStation 2, GBA I've, I've seen it and it's not quite as good as FIFA or Pro Evolution and mm. people were already they've misread the market yeah, is what had happened. People weren't going to buy a football game because David Beckham's name was on it. That wasn't going to watch. True. It had to be as good a game, but it just kind of wasn't quite.
1: That was so nineteen nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, buying a game because it had somebody's name on yeah. it. Yeah, and jo- and like I
2: say, you know jo- Jonah Lomu as well. But of course the thing is that I, and I've not checked this but you would one would assume that David Beckham uh soccer is not licensed in any other way apart from David Beckham. I haven't played it but uh I, no. I wouldn't be in the slightest bit surprised if it
1: was. If you were David Beckham and you were licensing a game like that, would you insist that all of the players were David Beckham or that there was one David Beckham above all and he was just magic?
2: Uh, you no, you just want one David Beckham. I, I mean, like I say, I've not played the game, and we're getting you know away from our original subject. <laughs> no, but no, uh, I just think that by two thousand and one, people are buying Pro Evolution or FIFA. They're, we're, we're we're kind of getting yeah. into the rut, which is the we're same one that we're in now. That started on the PS One. Yeah, and
1: um... I mean, I, th- I think it is worth saying. I mean, I think it's been unspoken in most of these podcasts that it's sad that they have cornered the market quite so comprehensively to the point that no one even bothers anymore. But at the same time, the reason that they have been able to do that is because of sustained excellence. Yeah, and this is something that a lot of <laughs> games before it didn't have. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's all relative. I mean, we'll, 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 you know, we'll touch it on FIFA and Pro Evolution. Um, you know, that well,
1: we've already done FIFA, you
2: know, but I mean, like the more modern versions of it, it'll, it'll come up. Um, uh, yeah, well, they are great. I remember being really disappointed by, I think it was FIFA 2005. Um, and that was a considerably inferior game to whichever version of Pro Evolution was out at the time. Might have been four, could have been three. It's three the old, four.
1: Uh, it's the old double helix curve of history, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it ebbs and flows. FIFA goes off the boil a little bit. Uh, Pro Evo fills the gap, and the, essentially that they then regain the upper hand mm. by fundamentally trying to copy each other. Yeah, I mean, it's just... As the games converge and look more and more and more identical.
2: Yeah, and and then the licensing becomes, I think, all important. Um, yeah. I read that one edition of FIFA, I think it was either the 2018 or the 2019 version, outsold Pro Evolution by 25 to 1. You know. Mm. Um
1: that's just off the back of the team licenses. Yeah. yeah. Presumably. And,
2: um, yeah. And, and the thing is that I would buy, if they're available at the same price, identical circumstances, I would buy FIFA over Pro Evolution. I think Pro Evolution is an ever so slightly more fluid, better game. But FIFA's got all the shit on it. You know, yeah,
1: it's Pro Evo was always the hipsters' Mm. choice. It's just in the mid-noughties it became the the the, the, a broader choice. It was a bit like the Labour Party. You know, we had a sort of a brief brief moment where the the lefties were in charge. Yeah, I
2: mean, it was it was it makes such a big difference when you start seeing it. And the thing is that as the capacity for these games has grown, I think on um. FIFA, they have all twenty of the Premier League stadiums, and they have like a. And I think they've got a few. They might even have a couple in the Championship as well. It's crazy,
1: but it's interesting that these are things that would draw you in. I mean, it's 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 typical of you, frankly, that the thing that would draw you in would be that they've got accurately modeled stadia. I mean, but because
2: the thing is, you can also you can also design your own kits, you know.
1: Yeah, of course, of course. But I mean, if a game had fully accurately modeled stadia of all ninety-two brackets, ninety-one league clubs, Mm. but no licensed team names or players you would probably play that game quite happily and not even notice um, because you'd you be enjoying the stadiums and the goalposts yeah possibly you know? possibly but i it's, mean it's interesting that you've got this you know that, that 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 aspect of fifa appeals to you but when it you've got a game like this you just dig straight in yeah so it's a, it's sort of it's slightly it's the
2: two opposing processes i would say that you say, okay, well, you just dig straight in. Well, the thing is that for me, that would be like, okay, well, let's hit the career mode or something. And if I'm hitting the oh, career yeah. mode, then I want the career... I don't want the career mode full of Nottingham shartist and, uh, you know, <laughs> who, whoever else. Oh. I, uh, oh, oh, no, no, that's just, oh, you know, for the odd game, it's okay. But if I'm going in... Then
1: you're going to do this thing properly. Uh, yeah. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it properly. exactly. Yeah. Okay. You know, I understand that. S- so that if you were wanting to commit to a game, FIFA would definitely be your favorite choice because you would just be able to d- leap straight in. Yeah.
2: There. You know. There and I am. The actual The leader. actual player manager or whatever of whichever terrible team I choose. You know, uh, and, and that's 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 how I see, you know, how I see the game, uh, how I see FIFA when I play. I'm either going to jump in for a quick friendly, in which case, yeah, I don't give a fuck about the the, the licenses or whatever. But if I'm playing the game, it does make a difference, it just does, you know. Uh, and 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 I get it, you know. Late stage capitalism sucks. <laughs>
0: Way down deep in the middle of the Congo A hippo talking every nipi, caught a glover and a mango He stuck up with the others and he danced a ditty tango The
1: rhino said, I know we will call it Umbango Umbango, let's in the congo The python picked the passion through the mama Said the mandarin, the parapet And it's got the hunk of Google's land it is So when it comes to sun and fun and goodness in the jungle They all prefer the sunny, funny one they call Umbango Libby's
2: Umbango High Umbango, Umbango. 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 juice drinks Free from artificial ingredients I was thinking about, like, the copyright issue this afternoon, and obviously, you know, there have been plenty of games that that, that have had real names, and you start wondering when it became evident that they were going to have to start paying these licensing fees. You know, I mean, I get that a football club can license its name, yeah, but how do they get away with licensing the players' names? It's just a, you know... It's just a name. I as far as I was aware, you couldn't copyright your name.
1: Mm, it, it's very interesting. I mean, actually, the club. If it were me and I were actually playing this game, I would change the names of the clubs and do the kits, but I would leave the player names alone because ultimately, yeah, it's it's, it's a twenty-five-year-old game by this point, One and two. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I quite like some of these player names. You know, some of them, some of them, are little um, knowing in jokes. Yeah, John Fashionu is P bashing you, for example.
2: Uh, no, I, I,
1: I no, I, I'm not saying QPR you know. have got a player called W McDonkey. <laughs> Liverpool, um, Liverpool have got G Kidnap and M Haddock. <laughs> These L Beagle plays for Man City. These are. Good things. These are good things. I mean, oh, Paul, yeah, yeah. Ince, Paul Ince is um, N mince on this. And, of course, yeah. on, on some versions of Sensible Soccer, he has been rendered peonce. Mm. Now, you know, I would take peonce over Paul Ince any day. I bet peonce mm. wouldn't take himself so damn seriously.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, like I say, I'm not being critical of it. It's just my preference in terms of games. And, it, and in terms of this game, because it kind of plays like an arcade game, really. In terms of this game, uh, it didn't really matter. It didn't really make any difference to me. But then I was...
1: No. What makes a bigger difference, I think, with this game is not so much how adaptable it is in terms of the teams and the players, but how much you can... Mix it up in terms of you can have six or eleven aside. You can have different standards of refereeing. You can choose to turn off or uh, turn on mm. the back pass rule. You imagine they're making a football game now where you can yeah. turn on a rule. The key one is the pitches. There, you can change. To, there are three different pitch orientations, three different aspects that you can play this game in, and of course. That sort of thing is an mm. absolute game changer. Once a game has come along, and this is what I mean about this is obviously a game that has been played by mm-hmm. people who play football games, is that finally the the conundrum of should it be behind the goal, should it be uh, bird's eye view, or should it be from the side mm-hmm. has been answered. It should be all of them and you should be able yeah. to I choose. mean, I
2: get that. And i uh, I applaud it, however, I don't think it did any of them particularly well. It did them, I think, satisfactorily. but it was my reaction to the three angles was interesting. Um, I oh, yeah. felt most natural playing the game. From the from the behind the goal view, one of the views is from behind the goal, and it's fake. It's yeah. yeah I think that's the 3D. default. We've talked about fake 3D on the podcast before. Um, so it's, and it's yeah. joys so and Two D sprites on a fake 3D background, uh, getting bigger and smaller, and it's a yeah. kind of a bit clunky. And it was on its way out. You know the 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 next generation of machines to come in. I mean, I think that the Amiga could do kind of limited vector graphics for ED. Nothing like uh, would have been sophisticated enough for this for this sort of game. Yeah.
1: Mm. Kids nowadays are spitting your eye. But that behind
2: the goal was the one that felt most natural to me because that was the angle that we always played it before. Yeah. Um, so the one that I was best at... Was the side view one.
1: yeah, I found that
2: yeah, but then the one that I thought that was the nicest to look at was the top down view,
1: yeah, I mean actually it's it, once you've learnt the game in a certain view, you can switch to a, a different view, and it's it it still plays very much, yeah, the same I mean way. the
2: problem the problem I had was that um, I thought the pitch was too narrow.
1: Yeah, it's the old pitch dimension problems um, again. Yeah,
2: I thought the goal was too small.
1: The goalkeepers are
2: quite good. Yeah, the goalkeepers take up a huge amount of space in the goal. Yeah. And and so even with three views, I couldn't find a favourite. And that, to me, is actually kind of problematic you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I mean, it is true. I mean, if we're... I
2: can't, from three available views, pick one that is a favourite, that I really, really like, then I think that says uh, something problematic about the game. Yeah. Because it's not saying I absolutely love all three of them, because I don't think that you could love ab- uh, uh, all three of them. No. But I think that you could love one of them, and, 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 and you know, that's why I don't think this game quite makes it over the line there were things that i did like about it yeah um i liked the fact that it was easy well <laughs> so, yeah i mean you know that, that there helped. are
1: three skill settings within the game and actually although i am loathe to give any credit to picture menus the way that the way mm. that this was expressed in the picture menu which sucks by the way yeah fucking picture menus the way it was expressed in this particular picture menu did have its charms. Uh, the easy level is depicted by two players. One of them is a normal sprite and one of them is sort of a child. So men against boys. Mm-hmm. And then there's a men against men one. And then there's a men against what I can only describe as genuinely rippling, psychopathic.
2: Oh, right. Okay.
1: Granite hewn hulks. Okay. That's how it expresses its three different views. And, I mean, to be honest, it is easy. I was playing a cup before we started recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had it on the easier setting. And I was doing very well. I mean, one of the key reasons that I was doing well is the opposition teams kept getting players sent off, which is very much the easy level in real-life football is when Mm -hmm. your opposition have had three or indeed at one point four players sent off but then again when i got to the final against tottingham as it goes Mm -hmm. they had two players sent off but turned me over i mean i was leading Mm -hmm. 3-1 they got a goal back Mm -hmm. to make it 3-2 the goal scorer then immediately got sent off from the kickoff, so I'm I'm three two up mm-hmm. uh, against nine men in in the cup final. Mm-hmm. They beat me nine three. Now <laughs> nine uh, nine. I know the the thing is, no matter <gasps> how how few players they had on the field, mm-hmm. they just seemed to outnumber me exponentially. It was really, really peculiar. It was as if the game went, all right, you've had your fun now. And, you know, I had had my fun. I'd beaten three of their (laughs) lousy teams that they'd uh, thrown in front of me. Porridge City actually put up quite a good fight until they had four players sent off. Mm -hmm. But Tottingham were a tough monkey. And um, I don't know. I mean, the thing is about that game... I felt, was that you really get a a vibe of, of what a real football tournament is like. And you don't get all of the fineries and the animations, but mm. it, it goes through the motions in a, you know, admittedly a little bit clunky way. But it, there's definitely a real sense of a football tournament is being had. And I imagine that, you know, with the game the way it is and how adaptable it is you could probably have a very reasonable uh, one-on-one tournament with probably up to 16 people in a cup competition if you could smuggle the people into your house and not get done under the um well i mean
2: you know all my all my best stories are being saved for when we get round to doing a sensible soccer episode but um, suffice to say that in about 1995, we actually did this on a Commodore Amiga on Sensible Soccer.
1: You just get everyone in your street. About, to... There was about
2: 14 of us <laughs> in with two computer teams in a 16-team league, and we played an entire season. Blimey. And you just like arrange for people to go over there, or go over to this bloke's house.
1: What's the sort of timescale that we're looking at for the completion of this tournament?
2: Uh, it took a few weeks. We only played each oh, okay. other once. We only okay. played each other twice.
1: So it was sort of it was right. It was a piecemeal thing, rather than yeah. You go a, a over. A marathon, yeah,
2: mean. we you go over there. You know, have a drink or whatever, and just put <laughs> it on and just play games in the background. There'd be six, eight people over or whatever, and any two of them at any given time would be playing.
1: I've got to tell you, I'm relieved that you didn't do it as one sort of telethon. No, because I mean... We that would have, have been absolutely monstrous. We would the, have
2: mighty long sessions.
1: The the kitchen you know. table buckling under the yeah. weight of the massive pile of weed and cans that has been put on there. Yeah, basically... Pizza boxes and rats yeah. rumming around the floor.
2: 14-hour sessions, <laughs> you know. But just with various people the coming smell. and going... Yeah, various people coming and going throughout the day and actually because nobody else really was living there I used to stay there quite a lot Um, but uh, because um, people were coming and going all the time it it didn't get particularly foisty it was quite tidy
1: well that's because probably it was getting stripped out continually by opportunistic burglars
2: yeah but um, I mean I, I, I can't remember where I ended up finishing it was nowhere near the top that's but very disappointing but I don't think it was anywhere particularly near the bottom i'll either. take that. So, I'll, you know.
1: I'll always take as long as I'm not last i'll take it
2: yeah I'm happy with that you know i mean i mean I'm in amongst the crowd i've never been one of those who has to get the gold medal on something if there's a bronze or silver and bronze or silver sees me through to the next round that's all I really want to do
1: oh absolutely my my whole gaming career is a series of bronze medal performances.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't I don't ever care about going any, you know, any any further than the bare minimum. I'm not going to make an effort over this.
1: I was thinking about that today because when you watch gaming, you know, the professional gamers on YouTube, they obviously have made their livelihood their ability at games. Yeah. And it's a complete it is a complete disconnect for me because games will always be essentially a leisure activity. Yeah, they're just something to
2: Yeah, they're just something to enjoy. I, I don't you know, carry
1: the, the fact that I can win at this mm. or that level as a badge of honour. Yeah. If you can beat me at the game, then you know, shit happens. As yeah. long as as long as I've enjoyed playing the game, that's all that matters. Now, you know, you could argue that Doesn't
2: count when doesn't that that doesn't mean shit when you play me.
1: (laughs) Oh no, all bet when when I play you, I have to win. But in all other in all other circumstances, I am extremely zen about it.
2: I'm exactly the same. I I could not care less. (laughs) I want to see all that a game has got to offer, and if the only way that I can get to do that is by Opening up a new level by completing it, by, get, by scraping home a bronze medal performance, then I, I'll take that.
1: I don't care. Yeah. I'll take ham hand easy yeah. settings. You know,
2: and the good thing about that is that if I don't get it the first few goes, I'll fluke it eventually.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, <laughs> you know, that's, do you know what yeah,
1: I mean? That's the way, it's the way of the world, it's the way of life. Yeah.
2: But the, I mean, the easy, the easy level on this game was, I don't know, it.
1: it it was quite easy. It
2: yeah, it was easy to just run in not far off a straight line and run diagonally a bit and then run in a straight line and then diagonally a bit and then do a goal.
1: It's interesting actually the um ultimate soccer which was the the initial port for the Mega Drive of mm. the original striker game, the SNES mm. striker game.
2: I did play had,
1: that as well. Had even more options that you could play with, including you could... I think you can alter whether or not there's inertia uh, in in the sprites on the uh, Mega Drive Striker as well. But on Ultimate Soccer, as well as whether or not you can have inertia, there are options about how closely controlled the ball will be when you're dribbling, for example. When you say inertia inertia yeah i don't really know what it means either it's actually i think um at the time with a lot of these games they were designed so that when you took your finger off of the controls the player or the sprite continued on rather than just stop dead and some people liked that, and some people didn't so mm-hmm. some some games had options where you you could toggle that on or off yeah uh, I don't think it's so much of a problem now in games in fact it's probably something that we all absolutely take for granted mm. that a player in a football game or indeed any game is going to move realistically mm. I actually yeah. find it quite weird and uncanny when that happens. That, you know, when something, for example, in GTA happens and you just find yourself, even though you've never been in that situation before, just automatically doing what you would do in real life and it works.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's a
1: weird, uncanny valley sensation, which yeah. makes me feel like a confused old codger barking at the sun.
2: Yeah, but I mean, the thing is that I just. I can't imagine myself playing that game for very long.
1: Hmm.
2: I can't imagine myself... I can
1: imagine myself editing that game for very long, but not necessarily playing it. I mean, yeah, but I just don't
2: think that I would buy it under those circumstances. You've got to bear in mind that all you would really see of it before buying it at that time would be... Magazine reviews. Yeah, There was no unless, unless it was on
1: Games Master. Yeah,
2: there was no internet. Yeah. Um, you know, discussion. There was no opinion flying around. No social no. media. People on there giving opinions. You know, no YouTubers.
1: You get Sega Power. Yeah. And, you... then, and then all of the mates who read me, Machine Sega, tell you you're a dweeb. Yeah. Why aren't <laughs> you?
2: Bu- why aren't you playing sensible, you prick?
0: Pedora, Piora. Piora. It's too orangey for crows. It's just for me and my dog. I'll be your dog. <laughs> I'll be your dog. Pedora. Piora.
2: There will be somebody, I'm sure, who will say, no, I love that game. It was my favourite. I
1: can't like I'm, it.
2: I'm sure there will be. And I'm not saying I didn't like it. It was, you know, like I say, it was all right. It was, it was, was, It was not quite what I really would have wanted. I think maybe if I'd gone and looked at the editor and got sucked into that, it might have been different. But it wasn't. I didn't. Uh, I, that what I didn't. I didn't go into that. And a lot of the time, I don't. At the time,
1: know. I had FIFA in 1995. I had a Mega Drive, and we had FIFA, uh, hmm. FIFA 95 to be precise. That was our football game. Mm-hmm. And what I will say is, had we had striker instead, I would not have been disappointed. Okay. And that I think is high praise, because FIFA is, is a good game. But I think Striker has got more teams. It's more flexible and adjustable to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the key weaknesses with FIFA is the hotspotting, which doesn't exist quite so much with Striker. Mm. There are ways to score that will work fairly mm. regularly, but yeah. at the same time, sometimes they won't. And at the end of the day, it's a 16-bit video game. I'm not looking for absolutely smooth animation. Oh yeah, What yeah, I'm looking yeah. for is an impression of something, which, you know, it gets the idea across, even if it's a little bit clunky. And Striker, I think it's, it's breezy. It's a lot of fun to play different angles that you can look at, you can play on different pitches, you can play different modes of football. It's so much more a game that you can tailor to your own desires mm. than FIFA, which was a game that just went, look at this, check oh, this yeah, out. yeah,
2: yeah, No, I would, like I say, you know, I'm not... I, I, I'm sure their aims were laudable, as can be borne out by the sheer volume of striker games that they put out and others as well i'm not doubting their sincerity and i'm not doubting that the smartness of the um of the editing system even though i haven't seen that myself what i am saying is that I had this really high bar by nineteen ninety five. I had I was basically playing two games by then. I was playing Sensible World of Soccer and I was playing Championship Manager. Yeah. So in terms of kind of level of detail and level of, you know, immersiveness, that's where I was at. Yeah. Before this game came out in in, in ninety five. I, I although I, I suspect we might have played it earlier than that, I suspect that I might have played it in about ninety three or ninety four on the yeah. Amiga, but I don't, I don't remember. But the point, the point
1: is that all your itches were getting scratched. Yeah, elsewhere By the time,
2: already. yeah. By the time this Mega Drive version comes out, nineteen ninety five, um, by that time I've got Championship Manager and I've got Sensible World of Soccer, mm. and Hearts that's of Oak. the bar. Yeah, with Hearts of Oak, and that's the bar they've got to reach. And it falls substantially short of that, both in terms of gameplay and in terms of the fact that if you want the real names in there, you've got to stick them in there yourself. Yeah, all right, it's got a lot of leagues, but Christ almighty, that's going to take ages. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I I don't dislike the game. No. But in terms of if I'm going to get, I'm not one of those who hoovers up every version of every game. I will only get one or the other. Mm -hmm. um and at this particular time i could just about justify having both championship manager and sensible world of soccer yeah but did i want to own this no never even thought about i
1: can see that i mean actually in that in your position i probably would have been the same yeah Um, there's one other game it's interesting that it can three it it is a game that can trigger your imagination that threw us both back into the state of mind of, you know, football gaming in 1995, where was I, what was I doing?
2: Yeah, there's one other game. And immediately,
1: immediately, I I went, yeah, this this would have been exactly up my street, but you would already move past it. That's where we both were with the games that we had. Yeah, there's
2: one um... other game from this era that I have positive memories of. Which we will do, and I would like it, to play again. Is it again. total football? No, it's, uh, it's Dino Dini's goal. Oh, okay. Which was like what would have been the next kickoff game had he not fallen out with the software house who made kickoff and they carried on making kickoff and it got shitter and shitter and shitter. It's a whole other of story. Off. Yeah, we should do, we'll do. Why can't we people probably just get along. Yeah, we probably need to do kick-off the series first, but uh, Dino Dini's Goal, which was a Mega Drive game, Hmm. uh, and it may well have been ported to other systems, uh, was a game that I very, very much liked, and that's one that I'm looking forward to seeing again.
1: We should address the the, the slight differences between the SNES and the Amiga and the Atari, and Mm -hmm. the Mega Drive version, because I think by this point, as we've already discussed, this is quite a, an advanced iteration of this particular game. I mean, they've been working on this for some time, mm-hmm. and this—I think—this Mega Drive version is. And I know there's going to be a lot of SNES people who are going to be very upset about this, but this one, with the benefit of an extra three years, it is that more refined
0: mm.
1: and better to play. And I know there will be a, a lot of SNES people who completely fundamentally disagree. And all I can say is that they should draw succor from the other benefits and virtues that being a SNES owner has given them, such a, as the fact that they married their sister, and they can only get <laughs> off when right, they're wearing all right, all when right. they're wearing elf ears, and their oh, sister's Jesus. dressed as an otter.
2: Oh God, he's off.
1: <laughs> but but no no actually the 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 earlier versions are good as i say a lot a lot of very impressive options okay you know some things that don't even get offered nowadays if you hadn't played
2: any other football games yes and you got this one yes then i think you'd be like yeah this is all right
1: this is actually this would be I think that
2: the issue is the fact fact that this is not as good as the best game that was already out there. Hmm. It's not as good as the best two games that were already out there. And as such, you know, I'm pretty good with dates of games on the whole. Pretty good. You've got to bear in mind that by this time, 94, 95, the PlayStation is just around the corner and that's going to change shit forever although not uh, immediately not immediately but it's it's going to and it's going to be inexorable
1: there are there are some quite nice youtube videos of you know people who are now professional gamers playing games from 1996 playstation games and mm. uh, their little faces are priceless mm. just cuz it's got playstation in the title doesn't alter the fact that it's 25 years old Oh yeah, yeah, yeah!
2: <laughs> the fact that it could do three D—I mean—and you know, it, it was the first one, really, the first generation that could really properly do three um, D.
1: Yeah, but, and that but...
2: changes every single thing. Every single, every single game we play now, more or less, is in three D.
1: Yeah, I still you prefer striker. Striker's it for me now. All other football games are obsolete. But striker, Aston Thriller to... versus Arsenal for me from now on. Had I been possessed of this game, as opposed to FIFA, that would have changed. And the kits would have been a lot better as well. And that, that was one of the things on FIFA that was very much left wanting, was any kind of editor. Or, I mean, it, for, as far as I'm concerned, an editor is actually interchangeable with having a fucking researcher who does their fucking job properly. <laughs> You know, I'll take one or the other. I don't. you don't put an editor on the game, but you give the teams the approximations of the right kit and the right players, then you know, fair enough. But well, you I can't mean, even manage that, can you? Yeah, lousy.
2: All right, okay, all right. Calm, Calm,
1: calm, <laughs> calm, calm. See, this game has brought a lot, a lot to the surface. It's Is
2: you're, you're, you're emotional this yeah, evening i strange. like it i like well, it i, like, I, I, enjoyed, I, I, it. I pre-
1: enjoyed the game I, i'm still i'm still hurting from that 9-3
2: whooping i presume you're sitting there topless and sweating
1: there is a certain amount of sweating going on but it yeah. is a hot day well it is
2: it is now you're sitting there topless well um, this I, I, isn't uh, even
1: the start of it
2: but uh, no not the bottoms as well
1: I can't remember which one of our podcasts it was that I recorded just wearing my pants. But it was a World Cup breakfast and I think we had a guest. That could be the most deviant act of my entire life.
2: Oh interesting. Interesting. It was very hot throughout that World Cup, wasn't
1: it? As it should be during a World Cup. Yeah. It was it Take was that very... Qatar twenty twenty two.
2: Yeah, no, I, I remember how much sweat there was.
1: <laughs> Vinegary Possibly. cracks are plenty.
2: Yeah, possibly, possibly too much information, but um, no, I think we've, I think we done striker. I think we're through.
1: It's a very beloved game from a, a lot of people. I mean, there are some in the podcast world who even use its Super Nintendo introduction music as yeah. their own introduction. Yeah, there are. Yeah, it there has are. It had its impact, and I can understand why that is having played it a little bit more now yeah. it's better than FIFA 95, bang, that's it, yeah. <laughs> mic drop
2: yeah, but it's not as good a
1: sensible world of soccer, it's not yeah, as good all as right. championship manager, the- uh, there yeah, you go track. so, uh,
2: like I say it's it's alright you know, yeah. it's, it's if, if I They should real?
1: reissue this game with that as a pull quote on the cover. A little gold star sticker. It's all right, Ian King.
2: If I was around someone's house and someone pulled this cartridge out and put it on or, stuck <laughs> Depends, with, or...
1: Depends where they pull it out of.
2: Yeah. Sort of, I wouldn't be like, oh, brilliant. I'd be like, oh, all right, fair enough.
1: I, I don't know. I think I would go, what the hell are you doing putting a Mega Drive game in? It's Twenty twenty. You know what I mean. Also, get out of my house. Where I don't know where you've been. <laughs> <laughs> the, living in the future. Judith Han never told me it would be like this.
2: Yeah, but no. I mean, I, I, I thought to be honest, it, it was, it was all right. And the thing is that I don't think that's quite good enough anymore. You know, with a spectrum or whatever, it was pretty easy to just be like oh well you know it doesn't matter if a game's all right if it was a 199 game you know then it was quite easy to to not really care that much if it wasn't any good but by this point
1: it's the video recorder it's the mobile phone um it's something that you can completely live without until you've had one yeah it feels like it's cost a sensible lot. Sensible Soccer was that thing. Once yes. Sensible World of Soccer and Championship Manager came along and then, you know, obviously were then superseded by FIFA and Pez.
2: PES. Yeah, there's a there's a record scratch.
1: There's yeah, there is. And there's nothing there is nothing you can do with it. I was playing and I continue to play PES 2018 mainly because that is the version of PES that I've got. And it remains easily Comfortably, the best football game I've ever played, and I know there's mm. no great romance in that, but it is true. It just does absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything right. It's, it's, really it's got great, every yeah. mode you could ever really want, although it doesn't have indoor. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that? No, I'm not going to complain because it is functionally perfect. And if oh, yeah, you've been yeah, yeah, on a yeah. desert island with striker, and then somebody gave you Pez. 2018 on the PlayStation 4 they would say thank you very much get off my island I don't know where you've been
2: (laughs) Um, I might even give Pro Evolution 2018 a go this evening actually I might even do that
1: you won't be disappointed Oh, I know that I've got it get a a career get a career mode going yeah uh, but um it's you know because
2: the thing is that we have been playing a lot of old games recently and I haven't been playing many new ones as a result.
1: You're going to be. Uh, your eyes are going to I've finally
2: got around to installing Mame on here on my laptop. So I've been playing a lot of Bomb Jack and, <laughs> <Interesting>. <laughs> uh, and a lot of a game called Phoenix, which was like an early um, Galaxians Gallagher clone that I really loved. Uh, Did you
1: get to play a Phoenix in it? Uh, you got to shoot one. Oh. But you, you, I mean, the whole. How how does one go about killing a phoenix? Because, fa- famously, they always come back stronger than before.
2: It's basically a Galaxian. Oh, like, okay. You had to shoot it like I think two, three times, and like that.
1: I don't like that sort of game.
2: Yeah, I don't. I oh, found that I found that I really do actually. They 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 they're really good for cleansing my palate after I played a terrible football game.
1: Have you played Gunstar Heroes on the Mega Drive? Because if uh, not, you should absolutely play Gunstar Heroes on the Mega Drive. I think it might which be right one up is your that? street. It's a sideways platformer where you play as some sort of large-headed, skulky Japanese teenager. Okay. But it's also, it's also a shooting game of ferocious intensity and speed. All oh, right, okay. Hmm. Um, I love a look at it. And it is yeah, I mean it's got nothing to do with football. Sorry yeah. people who stick here for only for the football. We've got other interests.
2: Well, we're going to do other we're only going to do football games on this podcast because well, obviously. anything
1: else would be ridiculous. But, anything else would be madness. Yeah.
2: But um I I I mean I just...
1: and Otherwise you might just be listening to us wank and eat biscuits. Pass me a biscuit. <laughs> that was my idea for a podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Edward and Ian's biscuit wank club. <laughs> <laughs> T- topless biscuit eating and wankery.
2: <laughs> I'll give you. I'll give you a World Cup breakfast. God Almighty! Do, yeah. Well, I'm oh, just dear. gonna ma-
1: make sure. Make sure you follow the Athletics Twitter account because. Next week, they'll be asking you for your favourite biscuit and your favourite <laughs> wank. <laughs>
2: oh, dear, dear, dear. We're not sorting. No. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it, it, wasn't, it probably wasn't deliberate, and it doesn't no, really it matter. No, it wasn't.
1: And the thing is, it's not like we and invented the idea of talking about yeah. video games, either. Yeah,
2: we've just, you know... It's just, all, that, it's just that we always get steamrolled, and it's quite funny.
1: Well, it's it's funny. <laughs>
2: There's this I haven't heard. I haven't heard it. It's probably better than this as well.
1: Oh, obviously, yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the day that it hits you. Sometimes it's extremely funny. and Sometimes oh. it, it's extremely dispiriting. Okay. Um, actually, I mean, I I haven't been dispirited, but I haven't really given it any thought at all. Oh. I don't think I've ever given anything any thought. <laughs> oh,
2: dearie me! And anyway, right, that's it. Look, I'm done for this week. Um, we'll be back next week. Uh, we've got—I've got an idea for what I want us to do, and. Uh, uh, I've got the game, but I can't make it play at the moment. So if I can make it play, we'll be doing that. Otherwise, it'll be something else. Yeah, Okay, I'll get the biscuits. Get a catering-size order of ginger nuts. <laughs> catering-size
1: um... order of porn.
2: <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway... We'll be back next week. You can find me on Twitter at T-W-O-H-T and you can find us on Facebook at two double zero percent pod. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.
0: Reasonably. This is the sound of a singularity. Do not be alarmed. As usual, I'm joined by Robo Yan Bilton. Hello. And Robo Terry Duffelin. Hello.